This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. From baseball's top personalities. The Hall of Famer, one of the great TV broadcasters, Bob Costas is here on A's Cast Live. To the A's legendary players. Five-time Major League Baseball home run champ, Mark McGuire is with us here. You never know what stories you're going to hear. We used to come out here to lunch and run with our shirts off. <laughs> you would say. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. One of the fun things about going down to fantasy camp is talking with the coaches because a lot of these guys are former A's greats. And not only are they having fun with the campers, but they come up and join us on A's Cast Live. So today you're going to hear from new coach for the Oakland Athletics, Bobby Crosby, A's broadcaster, Dallas Braden, and our old friend, the great Adam Rosales. But we'll start out with the former Rookie of the Year. Bobby Crosby, I'm going to give a lot of love to and say he's he, he's been a big part of that because he absolutely has been a big part of watch that of that. Uh, before we start talking about fantasy camp, we know how much you love being out here for fantasy camp. Uh, it's really our first time to talk to you. Congratulations on the promotion. You're back in the big leagues. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Yeah, I got to think for you. You're meant to be in the big leagues, right? So it's like, it's like. So what was it like when you found out that was going to happen? Well, Cots called me. You know, we had a conversation. It went really well. Uh, you know, I enjoyed Mannequin. I really did. But I'm happy to be there. I think I can help out. So it'll be good. Uh, a lot of people know how I feel because I've said it on the show. I do think you will be a manager in the big leagues. You learned a lot. You know, just, you know, sticking with the theme of seeing all these legendary coaches step away or break apart from the organization when we look at you know nick saban and 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 we look at pete carroll it was yesterday today bill belichick you know when i look at it someone like your career all you need to do is you need to go to those guys's wikipedia pages and you see how they started right you know they were a db coach here and then they were a coach i mean it's a long list of all the different schools and then places in the nfl and before they ever became a head coach I, when I when I put it into baseball sense, just and how you're growing, how important was it for you to get that opportunity to manage? And now you're going to get to the big league level, and you're going to be doing a lot more individual coaching. But just how important was it for you to get that experience? Oh, it's huge. I mean, there's things about the game that I learned, the pitching side, uh, calling calling games, you know, picking over at certain times. Uh, just the whole well-rounded game aspect of it, I guess. You know, I came in as an infield guy, and then after three years of managing, I feel like I learned a ton. I mean, how to deal with with players better, how to deal with uh, different personalities and things like that. And now I'm back in the more of the individualistic role. Yeah. But, uh, you know, those three years were, were huge for me. You know, I thought I had a pretty good grasp of the game, the ins and outs, but 
um, I learned a lot. It was really good. Yeah, and, and the one thing that I always like to ask when, when someone's had that kind of opportunity, because we think is here in sports and we're thinking about how do you make a guy better, but, but such a huge part of that role of whether you're going to be a manager, you're going to be a head coach, you're really going to be a leader of men. You've got to really – learn how to deal with humans you got to learn how to communicate you got to start understanding that all these guys that they've got problems away from the field just talk about how learning how to manage people beyond can you pick up a ground ball can you hit can you throw a strike you're dealing with human beings and you have to you have to help them grow as people and deal with the issues they may be having correct i mean i mean the the baseball aspect is is a big part you know their their skills in the field but their mental aspect is is bigger that's usually the separator from a really good minor leaguer to a really good big leaguer so finding out you know about different guys what makes them tick what makes them good what makes them bad if they're having a good day a bad day and why um, those are things that I think you know you can lift a player up and make them a lot better if you know you know what they're about uh, so having 27 guys in the clubhouse and, and learning about every single one of them it, you know could be a challenge at times but it's something I enjoy you know I, I really enjoyed you know, picking these guys' brains and finding out, you know, uh, how I can make them better and taking myself out of it on the way I like to coach, but it's more how they like to learn and, and, and really dive into them. You know, I, we were just talking about it right before you came up. When you start looking around our own division, and Texas hasn't done a lot. They've got guys that are going to be counting on later in the year, pitching-wise, you know, big-time names like DeGrom and Scherzer who have been injured. You know, we have no clue what the Angels are going to look like. The Astros, it's kind of interesting how they're starting to change their roster. Seattle's not spending money. You know, the A's are interesting with a lot of young guys, and you've managed a lot of those young guys who are now getting the taste. Just talk about how really Oakland being the land of opportunity I'm not saying anything about win totals or challenging for a division. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, look out. It could be more interesting than you think in 2024. I think it really will. I, I think, uh, you know, I think Soderstrom with a fresh start is going to be awesome. I think Butler with a fresh start is going to be awesome. Geloff continue what he's going to do. We have a lot of interesting pieces and a lot of talent that once these guys feel maybe a little bit more comfortable get their feet wet, it could be really interesting. I think our pitching staff uh, is going to be really good. So, you know, I think we could surprise some people. I think, you know, I know how Kotz manages. Uh, I know how he's respected. I know how he wants things done the right way. Uh, and I think these guys are going to feed off it. I think we're going to continue to grow and continue to get better. And I, I, I think we'll surprise people. I think it'll be really good. When you have that taste like a lot of guys had last year, how important is it for them to get that, to have this offseason where the carrot's been dangled in front of them? Like, this offseason is so big for these guys because, as you said, now they're going to come in kind of like a, a fresh start where they'll go to spring training and they understand what it's like to be on the plane, in the hotels, to play in front of the media and the fans and everything. So talk about how you get that taste and this offseason is so big for these guys to build going into this year. It's huge. I mean, I don't care who you are, maybe unless you're Zach Eloff. But, you know, you, you look at the big leagues, and sometimes it could be bigger than just baseball. I know when I got called up in September of 03, I went 0 for 12 with, like, seven strikeouts and made three errors. And I was like, geez. You know, and I made the big leagues bigger than it was. It wasn't just baseball. Um, so it was big for me to have that offseason and, and mentally prepare on what I'm about to do. 
So I think for, for Tyler and Love and, you know, and, and numerous guys, for them to have a little taste and now be able to go into the season where their batting average is zero, they don't have any at-bats, and they can start building that confidence. And they, you know, they know they belong there, but you know, a few hits in there you know, at the beginning would be great to kind of get them on a roll and get started. And I know both of those guys, when I'm talking about Law and uh, Soderstrom, you know, they're guys that are going to build. As soon as they start hitting, they could do something pretty special. So I think it's really big that they got that little piece uh, last year and they can come to this year with a little bit more confidence. Soderstrom's so young. He's so young and so good. And I've, I've been asked that a lot here. You know, oh, what do you think of Tyler? She can go, he's, 20, he's 21. I mean, the, guy, <laughs> the guy has raked his entire life. Yeah. He raked all the way up through the minor leagues. And the big league sometimes can be like a little woe factor. You know, it could be like, and take a step back, and these, these pitchers are good, and they're going to find a way. But Tyler is not going to just all of a sudden forget how to hit. The guy can fly out hit, and he's going to hit, and he's going to hit for a long time. So he's one of those guys I never worry about. I don't, you know, people might at, at you know, might have at certain times last year, but I don't. I know he's going to hit. Geloff just seems special, Yep. right? And I had a comp. And I know I throw the comp out, and for a lot of people, it's kind of an older reference. Not too old, but a, but for me growing up, watching a lot of WGN. Because yeah. when we first got cable in the 80s, right, there wasn't a lot of baseball on cable, right? That's right. And it was Ryan Sandberg, who was big for a second baseman, could run, could hit for power, could hit to all fields. I mean, there's a reason why he's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. But a lot of people would forget a young Ryan Sandberg – could steal 30 to 40 bases in a year. And I was looking out at Geloff, and everybody, like, they had, like, Ian Kinsler. I'm like, I don't see. I, I, I get Ian Kinsler's a terrific player. I don't see a comp between them. Ryan Sandberg, especially Ryan, young Ryan Sandberg, reminds me of Zach Geloff. You remember Sandberg? Absolutely. That's a great comp. I mean, it's great for Zach. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. but, but it's, it's, uh, I can see it. I mean, he's a guy that can be an outstanding player for a long, long time. He has that. I talk about the mentality that separates guys. He has a mentality that he's always hungry. No matter how he did the day before, he comes in and he's hungry, and he has one of the best routines out there. He continues to want to get better. I don't care if he goes and has a 20-20 season this year, 33, whatever he does, he's going to want to come back and he's going to want to be better. And he has that little, little edge or little chip that he is not going to stop. He's going to continue to drive and continue to try to lift up other people, and his attitude is always so good. He's, he's special. He really is. I saw a play, it's probably a couple weeks into him being here. And obviously, he's been a guy that's been around on the left side of the diamond. He's now playing on the right side. But I, I, I really honed in on this, especially uh, in the post-game show once I saw it, is there's just there's natural leaders. There's certain guys on the field that you see, and it doesn't matter what the sport is. You'll see it in football. You'll see it in basketball. There's just certain guys who are the dudes. And there was a play. It was a pop-up, high sky in Oakland, right? Everybody's struggling with it. Nick Allen's kind of looking around. Jordan Diaz looking around. And I can't remember who the pitcher was. And, and it was really Jordan Diaz's ball. Out of nowhere, here comes Zach Geloff out of nowhere. And basically was like, get the hell out of the way. I got it. Caught it. Turned around went to run back. And I said, did everybody, after the game, I'm like, did everybody see that? That's what the guy who takes control, that's what the leader is. He basically told everybody, get the hell out of the way. I'm getting the out. And and he was keeping the runner at first and no had the runner at first. Yeah. I'm like, that's stuff you don't teach. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a leader. He's a winner. 
and, and he's fearless. He is not scared. As you saw, he gets up to the big leagues, and for him, he's one of those rare guys who just goes, oh, it's baseball. I'm good at baseball. I can do this. And and I know when he came into that clubhouse, and there was a few other guys and young, he was the leader. I mean, he came in, and and, and guys gravitate to, to Zach. They really do. They, they, they follow his lead because of the way he goes about his business, the way he prepares, and the way he plays the game. He plays it hard. He plays it confident. And guys want to be around Zach. Guys gravitate to him. So he's a, he's a born leader, and uh, you know he's only going to get better. And I think he has a desire to make everybody else around him better. If he sees somebody struggling with something, he has no problem going up to him and talking to him and saying, hey, I do this. How about this? How about this? He's a confident kid. Butler, we love. Yeah, I mean, obviously. So do I. Uh, he said he used to. He, he says he still watches the show. So, what up, Law? Law's watching. Law's the man. Yeah. Uh, just love what he brings to the yard. Yeah. Love the like, like, like and he struggled a little bit offensively. Yeah. Like, like, uh, how do you view him long term? He he's similar uh, in a Soderstrom thing where he he has that ability in a big situation to be calm, confident, and 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 come up big. Uh, the confidence is he's not short on it. You know, I think he got to the big leagues, and, and he is having that little period, or he had that period, where, you know, big league pitchers are really good. But when the lights come on, Law is ready. Law, Law likes the attention. He likes the pressure situation. He's not scared of it. Uh, he wants it. So uh, he's going to hit for a long time. He's going to be really good. He's only going to get better. I mean, we're talking about a, a high school kid who has made huge strides over the past two, three years, like big strides. Uh, and, you know, over time, he's just going to get better and better. And the more he understands his swing and understands his approaches and how people are pitching him, because uh, the talent is 100% in there. Uh, he's an uber athlete with, with great baseball skills. Yeah, down there working with Marquise Grissom, you like to hear that. Yeah. And the thing that I thought about with uh, with him was like, man, I I love him in center. Yeah. I know everybody's like, oh, he's going to be a right fielder. A right fielder. I mean, he's need a center fielder, a guy who can legitimately play center field. I don't know if it's going to be J.J. Bleday or if it's going to be Law, but I, I, what do you think about Law in center? He can do it. He can play in all spots. I mean, if you look at his, his body, you might say he's a, you know, he's a big kid. You know, yeah. Maybe he's more of a left or right fielder, but he can move. And he's got good baseball instincts. And, uh, you know, we were playing at the same time you guys were last year. So, I, you know, I didn't get to see his jumps and routes as much as I'd, I'd like to. But I, I dove into it a little bit this offseason. And, and there are things that, you know, right off the bat where he could be a hair more aggressive, I believe. And, and it's going to be, you know, he's only going to get better as, as time goes on. But he can be a center fielder. There's, there's no doubt about it. He has the speed. He has the instincts. And the more reps he's got or he gets, he's, he's only going to get better and better. All right. Somebody we are almost going to have on the program it just didn't work out, but we will because I, I, I played with his agent. Uh, is Denzel Clark? Yeah. Denzel Clark's a good kid, uber athlete once again. There we go. Yeah. Tell us all about because a lot of us haven't seen him. It was great that he got the experience with Team Canada and the WBC. Tell us about Denzel Clark. He's one of those guys that if I'm coaching third, the umpire wants to know about him, the third baseman wants to know about him. They see the plays he makes, and it's not stuff you see. I mean, he'll climb up a you know a 15-foot wall and, and almost rob a home run. I mean, it's stuff that is not normal for baseball players to do. Uh, the baseball skill side of it, he's still coming into his own. Uh, the athletic side, it's one of the best athletes I've seen on a baseball field. It is, it's uh, it's head and shoulders above everybody else on the field when it comes to being an athlete. He's so strong. When he came up to Double A, 
He had seven homers in the first couple weeks, I believe. Um, oppo homers in Midland, which don't happen too often. He's so strong, he's so wiry, he's so fast. He has every athletic tool you can have. And once the little small baseball skills catch up to that and how he goes about taking at bats, he just has to polish a few things. Once he does, I mean, he's, he's one of those guys that you go to the field to watch and you, and you, pay, you, know, you pay to watch him play and he does stuff that you haven't seen before. Well, fantasy camp's a lot of fun. We wanted to have you on because, because obviously the promotion coming back to the big leagues is big, and also you know these guys that we're going to see in the big leagues. You've been a big part of their career. You'll continue to be a big part of their career. But that's also a great story. But also, it's time to dethrone Dallas Braden. It's time to take him down. I'm actually coaching with him. What? Yeah, I mean, we, we we. You're stacking the deck. Yeah, but we're. I think we're getting smoked right now. <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, last year we they split us up. The past years before that, we always coached together. But they split us up last year, and he beat us um, in the championship game, which was tough. Uh, but they put us together now, and we're gonna see. I think we're getting crushed right now. But. Yeah, just quickly, just the the the. The friendships, it's, it's, you, you can't say it enough. What you guys have been able to build with these fans here at Fantasy yeah. Camp, something really special. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, they love coming. We love watching them play. We love uh, giving them a hard time. Uh, everybody, everybody knows Dallas. He's, you know, he's the perfect guy to come out here and, and, uh, and you know, give people a hard time. And, uh, and I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy teaching them. I enjoy talking to them. They have so many questions and want to know about how things are in the minor leagues and the big leagues, and and we're very open and honest with them, and and they get a you know an experience for a week that uh, is pretty cool. I mean, they get to be big leaguers for a week, and and uh, for me, it's it's amazing too. I get to be you know I grew up an A's fan, so to be around Steiny and Stewie and uh, and Carney, like being around these guys for me is is just as cool as you know the campers here. So it's it's a it's a good time. I'll tell you what, we're going to really look forward to having you on Ace Cast Live a lot this year. I can't wait. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I know it's going to de definitely help out the coaching staff. It's going to be big. Yeah. Good to see you. You too, Tony. Be well. Good luck uh, with, with Dallas and his, as he's trying, he's trying to repeat. Yeah, nobody wants him to win. And it's like, I, I, I mean, I mean I'm kind of lumped in with him. I'm not as loud and as brash as he is. But uh, he's uh, he's pretty loud. And, and everybody knows that he won it last year. And, yeah, no one's, no one's rooting for us. Next time we'll see you, spring training. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dallas Brayton is going to lead us off here as fantasy camp is always very a, a very special time of the year. And it, and it gets me thinking, right, because winter meetings is awesome because winter meetings is the business of baseball. But there's no fields. There's no uniforms. There's no one talking trash. It's not baseball. It's like we get New Year's. We know baseball's coming, but all of a sudden, here we are at fantasy camp. It's real again. We've got dirt. We've got grass. We got trash talk. We got bad coffee. It's time for baseball season. Teddy, it is the physical form of the hot stove season, is what it is, right? And that hot stove just starts to get a little warmer. You start to crank it up just a little hotter. And fantasy camp, at least for me anyway, absolutely is a part of that flame. It's a part of that igniter that gets baseball 
baseball season, baseball juices flowing in baseball fans' veins again. And, I mean, this is a family affair out here, and I yeah. mean family from top to bottom. Organizationally, it's a family affair with the folks who come out and have continued to come out all the way from all corners of the globe. We've got Australians. It's it just – it. It is definitely the time of year that I look forward to maybe the most aside from spring training because that's the official stamp that baseball is here. But before that, this is the precursor. I absolutely love this. Well, last night we had our little get-together event. Obviously, the fans love you, uh, love Dave Stewart, love all of the coaches. Bobby Crosby, we're going to get a little bit later because he's got a wedding tomorrow. Uh, or he's got a wedding set. Whatever it is, he's got to go today. We're going to have everybody on down here. But, you know, I thought about one of the biggest compliments I could have got was from, you, you talked about Australian, a guy by the name of Ash. We're going to have on the program. He's a big Ace Cast Live mm -hmm. and Ace Cast listener, and he's a huge Ace fan because of Dave Stewart. He's come all the way from Australia for this event. It's that type of of story that makes fantasy camp so special but then i'm going to give you what really makes fantasy camp special so i ran in real quick to get everybody some waters and some red bulls to get us ready for the show and i'm walking down there's the first behind us are fields i guess this would be field two and what field is this Three. so between field one and four the first two fields that you see i come walking out and i'm walking out with the commissioner and dave stewart's heated and he's yelling at this guy. Doesn't say hello to me. Hey, Stu, what's up? Just starts yelling at this. So the first thing you get here at Fantasy Camp is a teed up, hacked off, whatever you want to say it, Dave Stewart. Hey. Games haven't even started and Dave Stewart's angry. At Tony, it was last season. <laughs> it was last season where my team and Stu's team were about to lock up for the championship. And there were some discrepancies in the rule book. And I found myself standing at home plate. And I've got Dave, Stu, I got Stu staring, basically staring a hole through my soul as he's telling me that the rules are not right. This is BS. This, and I'm like, yes, sir. You are, yep, yes, you are correct. Someone... Someone make him right, make me wrong. Like what? You know, like it just. But that's the kind of energy. That's the kind of fun we have as coaches here, because that's the kind of that's the kind of energy that's going on from the players, right? They're so invested in in having fun, and they they want to win. They, it gets competitive, but the the take home message is having as much fun as we do, knowing that ultimately it doesn't mean a damn thing, and it's the fun that we're having that we're going to remember, and that's what keeps bringing people back. Yeah, we had Stu on in Nashville. He has the suit on. He's got his Nashville Stars dream, uh -huh. the, trying to make it happen there, getting a team in Major League Baseball, becoming an owner. But you put an A's uniform on him out here. Oh, buddy. And he's back to being smoke. That's that. That's a flip. That's a flip of the switch that I don't know that he could even control. You know. And we get into the bullpen, and I, this is one of my favorite things about it. Shooty, uh, for so many years, had the great Bird Campanaris here at Fantasy Camp with us, and that was one of Shooty's idols, right? And for him to be able to be at camp with Campy and just hang out with that guy, and what that meant to him, what it means to him to have those memories, I feel the same way because I have Dave Stewart in the bullpen with me. I've got great Cateray down there in the bullpen with me, just hanging out, talking, pitching. So the idea of you walking in and seeing Stu in the uni and the stare and Angry. listening to him just absolutely <laughs> rip somebody's heart out yeah. at 9.30 in the morning <laughs> at fantasy camp, like that's, that's what you love about it, man. Yeah, it's real, folks. It is real. Um, 
By the way, you're the defending champion. Congratulations. I wasn't going to bring it up. I'm you're glad here you to re did. You're here to repeat. You know, yep. there's a lot of talk about, you know, how Bill Belichick mm. is no longer the head coach mm. of the Patriots. Nick Saban has stepped down. You know, mm. guys who have won multiple championships. I mean, when I think of the great leaders in the history of the game, I mean, obviously Dallas Braden, you're you're a winner. I, I'm I'm not going to put myself on the Mount Rushmore of fantasy camp managers slash championships because really there isn't one. I would be the only face on that, so that's unfair. And I'm glad you brought it up, Townie, to answer your question. Our team's name is Run It Back. Run It Back. It's pretty simple. I think it's self-explanatory. We're champions, and we're just looking to run it back. So that's kind of the vibe we're putting out there as a club, as a squad you so remember, far. Remember when uh, Pat Riley trademarked three-peat? Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, you're like, you're like You're like the Pat Riley I mean, hey, of, of fantasy camp. This satin right here just reeks of championship that is, sweat. That is an old one, too. Oh, this is an OG. This is original. I told you. This is the one that you've been slobbering all over. Yeah, this is the OG. I'll even take that cream-colored one. When are you going to hook? Fuck me up with the starter jacket. I told you, 2024 is our year, baby. Okay, yes. okay. So, yeah, you're looking for a repeat, and I know, you know, for, for obviously we're all out here just to have a great time, but for the coaches and the trash talk, this is big for you. Oh, it's top-notch. Yeah. It's top-notch because, again, now you're hanging around guys, and like you said, you put Stu in the uniform, you put Steiny in the uniform, and you get Steiny and Carney together. And with the success that those guys have had and the relationships that they have formed, it's almost unfair the way that they can kind of tag team, triple team, like you just, and especially for a young meathead like me, like around those guys, I have nothing to say. What am I going to say to those guys? So I just get buried Can early. you really like trash talk Carney Lansford? Uh, well, no, because again, there just becomes a point in time where you know Carney's kind of looking at you as like, just, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> just don't. You're like, get it. Because Carney's the type of guy where if you walk in early in the morning and, and he's having a certain cereal for breakfast and you're undecided, you're just going to have that cereal because that's just, you know, don't don't just fall. He's an A's Hall of Famer. He's a batting champion. He's a World Series champion. He's an All Star. Like yes. at some point, you can only push the button so well, much. Right. He's a green and gold god. Let's be real. Like there's no uh, there's, there's no pushing back there. Uh, that is great. Um, the relationships, uh, as you said, one of the reasons why we like coming down here and we always want to promote this. It, it's you get the sense of family here as people come here with their their you know it's sons. It's daughters. It's it's parents. It's amazing. Everybody. It's just not a bunch of guys who come. It's like a family down here. Oh man! Just talk about the family atmosphere and how these people really have become such good friends of yours. Well, they've become incredible friends of mine. Like I, I can mention, you know, a father son combo, uh, David and Melody Record. Like. They're huge A's fans, have been lifelong A's fans, season ticket holders. They sit behind home plate every home game, and they've been coming out here for God knows how long. They were coming before I was here, so I've been lucky enough to, to meet them, and I've become part of their world. And because that's been the case, they've been so welcoming of my family, which this is the first year my family will not be out here, which kind of feels weird. I kind of feel naked not having my, my little girls run around, my dogs running around, my wife and my grandma out here. But that's what it has been since I've been coming out here is exactly that, Tony, is that family environment where you get to come and enjoy the game and enjoy people who love the game and love the team that you love all on the same level. And it's just like being around like-minded individuals. It's, it's fun, and it benefits you. And as a fan – 
I, I, I couldn't think of another way to celebrate your fandom and share in that celebration of fandom than with other people who love it as much as you do. Like, where do you get together? What do those kind of conventions look like? They look like this. They look like fantasy camp. Get and talk to you and the commander out here at the tower watching dreams get lived out, man. This is this is awesome. For you, it's the kids are getting older, and it's a whole different ball game when kids are in school. Yes, that's a fact. That you is used why to travel they, all uh, around, do uh-huh. whatever you want, and I realize, oh, we can't do what we used to do. Yep, you're yep. kind of you're kind of anchored down. But uh, you know what? I think it makes it all the more special, being able to think back and having those memories and having the opportunity to have made those. I know that that's still in the future as well. I would hope so anyway. So you take advantage of those moments, and I think that just helps them become all the more special. So when you're able to take advantage of an opportunity or an experience like this, it, it really kind of helps it stick with you. All right, one more because I know you got to go and get to your team, and it's we're already winning too. I just didn't want you're, to. You're already. Yeah. He's Not already that that matters. He's, he, he's a, <laughs> our, our, I mean, if you could take everything from Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, and then Dallas Braden, you could make one hell of a coach. Oh man, I mean, those guys would be lucky to be put in my sentence, right? <laughs> your like, DNA in yeah. there. <laughs> Uh, But on a serious note, because I had this conversation with Bobby Crosby, and we'll talk to him a little bit later, former Rookie of the Year. And it's something I'm going to address today. And it's about, you know, a lot of what's going on around us, obviously there's a lot of chaos. And there's a lot of unknown and stuff. But like I told Bobby today, and Bobby liked this because now as a manager, he gets that perspective. I kind of see myself that that oversee people. And I like to, to, you know, whether it's the commanders or, or other people in our group is, hey, listen, amongst the chaos, we need to thrive. Mm-hmm. We need to get better. We need to continue to do what we do no matter what happens around us. We always are striving to do what's best at the highest possible level. And I, I think of as someone like yourself as a player and for and I just did the the, the hot stove banquet to Santa Clara. It's the big hot stove banquet. We honored Lucas Ursig of the A's, Nico Horner of the uh, Chicago Cubs, a kid from Oakland. And, you know, it's one thing that I've always thought about, and I talked with a couple of the minor leaders that were there. Guys want to come to Oakland. Why? Because they're going to get an opportunity. Throughout the chaos, you can get opportunity. And you can talk about that as someone who's been around this. As there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of unknown also going on. But for the players, this is a place you're going to get a chance, you a have, chance of playing the big leagues. You have to wake up with your glass. This is why it's important to wake up with your glass half full. And you can wake up and you have a decision to make. You can be a faucet or you can be a drain, right? You can drain the energy out of a situation or you can be the faucet that pours the positivity into it. And that's your decision. And nobody else gets to make that decision but you each and every morning. So with the opportunities that are presented in front of you, it's up to you to filter that in a positive manner. And it's comfortable in the shade, but what do we know about that? Nothing grows there. So this is once in a lifetime sort of territory, right? To be able to focus and put the put the horse blinders on and just go to work. Because as you said, we're surrounded by incredible people who love what they do and are damn good at it. And it would be insanity for us to not take advantage of people with that kind of work ethic, with that kind of drive, and that kind of passion for the game, for what they do, and for just being great. And we are lucky to be around that. So amongst the chaos, as you have said, is a great opportunity to find the calm, to create the calm yourself. And if you're around people who are pulling on the rope in the same direction, for me, it's almost easy to turn the noise down. I mean, when you think of legendary head coaches, managers, 
Dallas Braden, go win another one. <laughs> go win it, another chance. And by the way, I mean, the uh -huh. starter jacket's beautiful. Yep. I know you're going to be watching the me original walk down those is beautiful. Stairs. That's right, it's baby. That, that's our generation. That's it. I don't think. Do you, do you remember starter jackets? That's it. When, how big they were? Yeah, because they were really big, like, especially when I was a kid, because I remember going up in the. 90s kids love starter jackets. Now they're making their way back, and Dallas is at the forefront. Of my it. my 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 wife has her mother's. So my in-laws were huge 49ers, Candlestick Park, the season old Goldie. So Mom, the red satin female oh, red. starters 49er okay, jacket. Sure. My wife still sure. has. Sure, that is crispy. Yeah, that is crispy. I need. I, I, I mean, it's not the green and gold. Yeah, it's no, crispy. Yeah. Well, I'm a Raider guy, so it's it makes me want to throw up. But uh, for I, I, you, got to help me out, bro. We'll lock you gotta you help in. me out. We'll lock you in, Saudi. All right, thank you very much. All right, Good luck. Thanks Great for having Dallas Braden and joining us right here on A's Cast Live. Well, I have to tell you, I said I'm going to end this show. I'm going to end Fantasy Camp on A's Cast Live. I don't want slow. I don't want old. I don't want someone who can't bring it. <laughs> I want someone who brought it to the yard every single day. I want somebody who the fans love, Cody. Somebody who was a fan favorite. Um, but we, Delaire delivered. And Delaire delivered Adam <laughs> Rosales. Rosie, right, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, this is it for us. Well, I'm going to be here through Monday, through all the awards and the championship oh, thing, nice. and awesome. I'm going to do the Raleigh Fingers uh, interview, but uh, this for us live on Ace Cast Live, this is it. You're bringing us home. All right. I'm happy to do that. I'm honored. So uh, how are you, first and foremost? Fantastic. Never better. And how's your team doing? We were better yesterday. Our name is called Someday, because last year, Cat and I, we didn't win one game. He didn't so, win one game? We didn't win one game, and Caddy didn't win, I think, two years ago. He didn't win one game. So we named our team Someday. You'll win. And we did. We won <laughs> yesterday, and we, have, we didn't win today. So like, maybe we should change that name to Yesterday. <laughs> uh, it's fun, though. It's so much fun out here. To watch these people give it their all, I mean, it's just – it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's there's like there's there's so much joy in these people's faces and their effort. They love it. They love it. It's their fantasy of being a big leaguer. You know, they get the treatment inside the clubhouse. You know, we have a fun time doing the kangaroo court stuff, and they come out here on the field and we try to te treat them like major league baseball players. You know, but it's there's a lot of challenges though for these for these uh, major leaguers. You know. There'd be a lot of challenge. I mean, for us, I mean, I mean, I mean, you're even really good shape. I mean, still, if you went out there, you'd be sore. <laughs> I, I feel like just playing catch, I'm sore. <laughs> right? And these guys are out here playing double headers. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a good challenge. I mean, it's, uh, but I mean, this is something relatively you did. Was last year your first year? Yeah, first year doing it. So uh, you've gotten to, and, you, and now you're starting to see what a lot, lot, like what Shooty Babbitt and everybody's seen. Yeah. It's like a family atmosphere it's around really here. Is. These people, a lot of people have been here for many straight years. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect coming in last year. You know, just kind of like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Sounds like a lot of fun. I've heard great things about it. I got through it. I, I uh, saw everything happen, got that experience, and I just couldn't wait to get back to <laughs> for this year. So it's uh, it's definitely something I look forward to every year now. You know, when I think about your connection with this organization, kind of wild, right? <laughs> I mean, would you have ever thought like if – when you were first coming up and you're bouncing around, did you ever think, wow, I'm not just going to be 
you know, working in the A's. I'm going to be a part of, like, the A's family. You know what? I, f- I felt that right away when I was an A. You know, Billy Bean called me up that, that day. I still remember it when I got traded from the Reds. Yes. In t- what, 2010, he called me up. And just the way he made me feel, how welcome I felt, and I got to the A's. And it was, like, automatic a special place in my heart for the A's. And it's been great ever since, the relationship that I've had being in Oakland A, you know. I remember when the A's got you, and immediately in that spring training, game started. You start playing, like, every day. Like, you were going to get an opportunity. That spring was huge for you. You were getting an opportunity that you'd never gotten before. Yeah, one of the campers asked, what was the pivotal part in my career? What was my break? And I was like, I never really thought about that. That's a great question. And I think it was when Billy Bean called me that that shift from playing for the Cincinnati Reds to the Oakland A's, I feel like that was a big break in my career. It's kind of cool to have the conversation with one of the campers today at lunch. Yeah, that is I, – because I remember it. I remember we were running the games, and it was like – I remember, you know, you were one of the main acquisitions in the offseason, and you're <laughs> playing like every day during spring, and you're getting that opportunity. You know, obviously they saw something in you that I think now – you're seeing as a coach, yeah, yeah. like they saw, they always management saw there was this, this baseball guy in you. You're now becoming that guy from a coach standpoint. Does that make sense? You mean like, like I see other players like that or what? Yes. They have, like, like the, the way you were there. a grinder, the yeah. way you worked hard, you brought it every day. You were on time. And that means something by the way, folks being on time, right. ready to go. You were that kind of player. You yeah. were a hustler. Billy needed more of that inside the organization. Yeah. And, like, you, you're now, as a coach, making that happen inside the organization. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, I try my best to bring that, that same energy. It's a, it's a lot different dynamic being a coach because you are responsible for so many different personalities, and you have to understand what works for them. You know, I knew what worked for me. You know, I always had my foot on the gas pedal though, my whole career. I couldn't take it off. But here it's different, you know, as a coach, you got to understand what these kids need and understand, like, how to communicate with them so that you can put them in a good position to succeed, you know? How tough as a manager was it for you when a guy didn't hustle like you did? I couldn't stand it. I, it's, it was really hard to, to see that. And, I, you know, there's times where I took kids out of games. And I'm like, you, you need, I expect more than that. I've told you. I've expect more out of you than that. So I have to take them out of the game. And they have to learn the hard way sometimes, you know. But, um, but that didn't happen too often. A lot of times these young kids that we have down here in the ACL where I'll be coaching, they put their heart and soul into it. They, they do their best, and they do grind it out just like I was as a player. But sometimes you see those guys that just can't, can't do it. Well, that's what they've always talked about with coaching. It's like, you know, great hitters – We'll look at guys who struggle and go, well, why can't you hit? <laughs> you're, you, one of your biggest strengths was being a guy that brought it every day. Yeah. That's, and, that's, it, yeah. and that's effort is something everybody can control. That's right. Well, that's what I always preach to the players here. you got to bring that. You can, like you said, like you can control that. you you got a choice to make to bring that energy every day. And to see that, like as a manager, to see somebody run out on the field or run the bases correctly and bring that energy – it's infectious, and that's why I try to tell them how important that is for this game of baseball. And a lot of them buy into it, but then again, it's a lot of hard work and determination to keep that same mentality for even just 58 games or whatever we play, let alone 162, you know. 
and now you're going to be settling back into a hitting coach role. That's Yeah, that's what I understand. Hitting coach, base running, infielding, maybe a little bench coaching for Tim Esme. And I'm really, really excited about that, to really connect with the players. I feel like I bring a lot of value to understand what they're going through and to relate with them. I feel like they're going to appreciate me more like that and the value that I can bring to them in a cage or on the, the infield dirt. Um, yeah, just that connection, that direct connection with the player and put a lot of time into like studying them and figuring out what, what they might need help with. You know? What's so interesting is that's also what Bobby Crosby's doing. Mm -hmm. so, so both <laughs> you and Bobby Crosby got the managing experience <laughs> and then now he's going to be up with the big club and it's going to be focusing yeah, right. on individuals. Right. It's, it, it's like both of you got a great lesson. You got the lesson of what it's like to be the main guy and you have to control everything mm -hmm. and now you can get back into honing your, honing your craft working with individual players. Right, right. I think... Bobby's going to be fantastic. I'm so happy for him to be at that major league level and be able to do that. And the, the players are going to love having him around, you know, from the, what, how I know Bobby and just the, his reputation around the A's organization, his reputation around baseball. He's going to be great up in the major league. So, yeah, it was, it's great to take that role on, you know. Like you said, I think you and I had a conversation uh, before about how important it is to, under, to get that experience as a manager and now how it's going to augment what we're doing as a uh, hitting coach or bench coach, whatever we're going to be, you know? It changes you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because Mark Kotze will tell you that. I know Bob Melvin has told me that. It's like it changes you in life when you become <laughs> the guy and you got to look after every – because you have to look out after all the coaches. you got to look all the players. It's a great experience, yeah, and it also is great for you to go back to – being the coach, you're now a hitting coach working yeah. with all the hitters. Right, exactly. And that's, I'm, like, again, I'm really looking forward to that and understanding it. Obviously, just like as a baseball player, you're always learning as a baseball player. As a coach, it's a whole different dynamic, and I'm geeked every day to learn from the staff here when all the staff is in here for spring training. I just soak it in. You know, we have all the meetings before we talk about the players or the the organization and what's expected and it's amazing what I absorb in those rooms and learn and I do my best to try to implement all those those qualities out on the field for these players. Now when you're working with a lot of these young guys who are first coming into pro ball there's a reason why they got to pro ball but there's also things they need to change right. but there's a dynamic there like you don't want to change a guy too much to where you completely <laughs> alter him and he's <laughs> done right he's in trouble right. right so it's like you need to fix some guys but you don't need to tweak too much right. what is that like when because you saw it as a manager and as coach like when you got these young guys very raw really good athletes coming in like there's an art to how much to tweak and how right. much not to i don't know if that might if i'm explaining that well but there is you don't want to do too much yeah right there's a happy medium right there's a there's um, less is more sometimes, but that's why it's so important to get to know the player. And the, I think the biggest thing that I've learned in managing is the trust that the player needs to have in you before you, you can help a player. Like, he's got to trust you in order to actually absorb something that you're saying, right? You can't just, you get, like you said, you got you to show them how much you really care. You know, it's their career ultimately, but they really need to feel that you care about them and that they can trust you. That's not easy. Gaining trust is it's not easy. It's not easy, but that's why you work together. That's why you collaborate in yeah. the in the hit, in the meetings. You know, with the coaches to make sure that we're all on the same page. It's all one voice trying to help 
one kid, you know. And that's not easy to do, that collaboration, but I know we do. We, we do our best to talk about what these players need and so that we all understand. But that's I think that's the key, though, to be on the same page and you know, have that collaboration. Well, you know, so, you know, for, for fans, it's so interesting is that they see the finished product, right? They right. see the big league product. You <laughs> see the big leaguers. Well, they got to start from somewhere, and you're getting guys who don't speak the language, they're not from this country, or they're really young kids out of high school. Just talk about what you're seeing when you're first getting these guys. They're not playing a full season. They're as raw as raw can be. Yeah, and I think when you say raw, immediately I think of like the – the mental capacity and the mental strength that they have to have, I think that's what they have to understand is, yeah, they got the physical talent. Like, they can play in the big leagues. I believe they can play in the big leagues. But the question is, can they play every day in the big leagues? Can they stay healthy? Can they deal with failure? Do they know where to go on the field in different situations? Do they understand the mental side of the game? That's what I believe separates a kid from one level to the next is, their capacity to learn the game of baseball and really implement what they learn. So how are you long-term? What, what, what are you thinking long-term for you? Because right now I know because you got the young kids, you're, yeah, like, no, yeah. you're like cool with this, but at some <laughs> point kids get older, yeah, yeah. Adam Rosales gets older. Yeah. So what are right. you thinking long-term? Man, yeah, I do. I talk to my wife a lot about it, you know, when the kids are a little bit older because obviously, like, I, I love this time. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm and this organization loves you, too. Yeah, well, so there's, like, that, you know, yeah. there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things you can do in this organization. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and I and I really want to help out the best I can. Um, yeah, I mean, I do aspire to, to get to the major league level, you know, and to, to help out at that level. Um, I know it's going to take a lot of work when the time comes to do that. Um, but I really, yeah, it would be really neat to get back to the major leagues and to understand what it takes to to help a major league level player out, you know. Maybe get you back to the big leagues. <laughs> It'd be nice. But uh, like you said, I, I'm always transparent, you know. Like I, Right now I'm just trying to be a, a husband and father right here um, in Mesa, Arizona. Well, I got to tell you, you were always one of my favorites to cover wild times. And there's that one year it's like you're in our clubhouse, then you're with the Rangers. Then you're back with us, then you're back with the Rangers. That was – there haven't <laughs> been too many guys that have ever gone back and forth, two franchises, one season that like that. Was that just unreal? <laughs> it was. I think it was more unreal for my wife than it was for me. Because <laughs> I, I was in Toronto with the A's, right, and my wife's in Oakland waiting to hear what happens next as we get a foul ball. Yeah. Up and then all of our stuff's in Texas with all of our stuff, like all of our, our, our car with all of our baggage and all that. So it was kind of a wild time, but uh, but it's cool. It's cool to tell the story. You know, I tell the, the, the story a lot to young kids, you know, that I work with, uh, with the A's or outside, you know, with high school kids. I get to tell them stuff that, look, you're going to go through some stuff like this in life, you know, and it's kind of the adjustments you got to make quick. But then again, you always have such support, like the support system that you have you go to a new clubhouse and the the team welcomes you. You know, they, a lot of respect, especially at the major league level. Yeah, well, yeah, you were a great test at what adversity is because <laughs> in that face of adversity, oh, by the way, yeah, you, I don't care what uniform you put on, you got to perform. You have to perform. There's no question. Yeah, you definitely have to help the team win. And that's that was my mentality the whole – my number one goal when I was a little kid was to play one game on Wrigley Field, and I got to do that. And once I did that, I'm like, what's next, you know? And my goal was to win a World Series. You know, that was like what I was fighting for in the offseason to train for. 
and hoping to get an opportunity. And it was cool. I, I got to go to the playoffs with the A's in 2012. You know, I got to go to playoffs a couple other times, but never quite got to, to the World Series. But um, yeah, you got you got to you got to produce, and you got you got to have that winning mentality. Um, also, it's gonna be really hard to develop the way you're supposed to develop. You know. And now we just need you to go win a game of fantasy camp. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see if that's. We're down thirteen to two right now. So <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that? Well, it was thirteen to two when I left. Oh. it's pitching and defense, yeah. right? Pitching and defense wins championships. Right? Well, yeah, your defense is not winning you anything. <laughs> All right, my friend. All right, Towns is great to. Hang Good out to with see you. Guys. you. We'll yeah. see you at spring training. All right, awesome. Looking forward to it. Great stuff. Great stuff. We want to thank the coaches from A's Fantasy Camp. And, of course, three terrific athletics, Bobby Crosby, Dallas Braden, and the great Adam Rosales. Rosie, our longtime buddy. So it was good to see them down in the Valley of the Sun. Thank you for listening to A's Unfiltered. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.